Hello and welcome to The Narrow Gate. This is Orla, your host again. Um, it's Sunday and this is episode 15. I want to share with you today my vision for the new year, my vision. Um, God has been working in my heart. Um, I knew something new was about to happen, but I wasn't sure exactly what direction I would be going in. So I took time to reflect and I feel it's time uh, to move more towards uh, my life coaching and helping people to heal in all areas, physical, emotional and spiritual. So that has been my vision for a very long time, but um, there is a time for everything and God had to lead me into doing different things and doing some writing. I have been writing a medium for a long time and I have done some writing here on Substack. So um, my main vision is is and always has been healing growth and transformation um, but now i'm focusing more on the christian community because of the lack of healing i see in the community of christians in churches friends family um, people around me who are following god for a long time or even new on the journey who don't understand healing they don't understand it and they have a kind of a warped thinking of Christianity and Jesus and how he heals people. So um, I'm going to start a series like this. Um, this will be the first podcast and I will be doing several more because healing is so broad and so big, needs to be broken down into segments so that we can debunk all the false teaching and uh, the fear around healing, growth and transformation for the Christian. Um, so when I th talk about healing and growth, um, those can work simultaneously together. Um, it's not like you just go on this big long healing program and then you're finished and then you grow because we have to be realistic. We have to live our life. We have to carry on. We have commitments. We have to earn money, whatever we have. So it is better to look at it as a kind of a healing growth. We heal a little, we grow a little, we grow a little, we heal a little. And that way it takes the pressure off us to have this amazing um, supernatural healing overnight. Okay, so God does do healing overnight and he has done some, some healing like that in my life and I've seen it in other people's lives where you can have a very radical, quick, um, supernatural healing that happens overnight. Like some people that can have an addiction and it can be gone instantly through prayer. It doesn't always work that way, but it can. And it has done in some areas of my life. God has removed things from me that I thought I would have forever. And they can just disappear. Um, I will talk more about that as we go on um, as I break it down into segments and I will always be able to give you an example from my own life of how I have been healed um, so that you can um, have an, a real life story. Testimonies are very powerful. Um, and also I will be interviewing other people who have had um, amazing testimonies. So what I want to point out today is, and um, my vision is to help you 
and others to have a breakthrough in their walk with God. And not to be just saying things like, oh, I love God and God is so amazing and I've been a Christian for 20 years and Jesus is so wonderful, but I'm still depressed and I'm still anxious and I still have all these uh, physical ailments, but you know, I love Jesus and he is, um, you know, he's just going to leave me like this. And sometimes we don't get healed of everything, and that is true, but we can get healed of a lot more than we think. So I am starting these podcasts, and I'm going to be writing more on Medium about healing is available if you are willing to do the work. We have to work it out. It's not just a miraculous I pray and things disappear out of my life and hallelujah everything's wonderful yes I do believe that as we pray God is doing a work in us and does change things within but that also takes work to read the Bible to pray to go to meetings when you go to meetings you meet more mature Christians when you go to Bible studies you might meet someone who's already healed who tell you a story or guide you or spiritually direct you that's also taken action so what I'm saying is healing requires action you have to take action and this sitting thinking that you can sit in the pew at church and get healed it doesn't work that way And Jesus will say it. And even if you follow the scripture and look what happens when Jesus is healing someone, he will say, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And then, and then you are healed. So, um, as I say, I'm doing an overview now, but I will show you the scriptures where Jesus is healing someone and he, uh, you have to have faith and you have to want it. Okay, so self-pity does not get you anywhere in the kingdom of God. You have to take personal responsibility. And so a lot of people, this is where I'm talking about this debunking the false teaching and the wrong teaching and the warped thinking in the Christian circles. Is Oh, it doesn't say anything like that in the Bible about healing. It doesn't tell me that I have to go and uh, go to a counselor. I would, it doesn't say in the Bible I should go to a counselor or a life coach. No, it doesn't. There's many things the Bible doesn't tell us to do because it leaves it open. It, it leaves us open. There's so many areas in the Bible we wish Jesus had told us more, but there's a reason he doesn't tell us more. He says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Work at your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay? Why is it like that? Because it requires faith. Faith means you cannot see it. Faith means you have to believe. So this spoon feeding in the, you want to be spoon fed? Sit in a pew and be spoon fed and say, Oh, I'll just sit here and get healed of my depression. I'll just sit here and get healed of my headache. I'll just sit here. No, you can sit here and pray. 
but then you must take action, whatever that action requires. Sometimes if you're sitting there and you have depression, maybe you should go to a support group for people with depression. Yeah, that's okay. You're allowed sitting in a room with other people with depression and, and talk about your depression. That will help you. Go to a support group. Go to your doctor. Maybe you need medication for a short period of time. If you have a, a migraine headaches, are you just going to lie in your room and pray, take away my headache? Maybe you have to change your lifestyle. Maybe you have a lot of pressure. Maybe you're stressed. Maybe you have some unhealed wounds that you're not dealing with. You can take medication for your headache, but it might only mask the underlining problem. So this is what I'm trying to show people. Take personal responsibility for your sickness and you will be healed. If it's left something that is not healed, maybe you need more time with God. Maybe it'll take longer. A lot of my healing didn't happen instantly, but I am amazed how God does eventually heal me. That's why I'm teaching about healing even though I'm not 100% healed. There's always more. And the point of healing is to be spiritually transformed. It's all part of the healing process. That is why we're here. This is showing the glory of God. We have scriptures on this as well, that why does God heal us? It shows his, it shows his glory what he's able to do in our lives. I was so depressed in my 20s, now 50s, in my 50s, early 50s. I thought I was doomed for life. And I can tell you one thing too. A lot of other people thought I was doomed for life too. And let's be real here. A lot of people didn't care that I was depressed. They didn't care. Because we're in a society that people are selfish and greedy and they're competitive. And when you're depressed, they're happy because that makes them look better. So we're living in a dark, dark world that if someone is depressed, sad, lonely, hurt, people are even happy. So if you follow this podcast, get used to me because I tell the truth. I do not gloss over it. Why? Because I suffered at the hands of people who were happy when I was down and annoyed when I got healing. So I will also talk about that. When you are transformed, when you are healed, don't expect people to be cheering you on because they're jealous even when you get healed. So to be healed is going to be a journey and there's going to be opposition. And when you start getting healing, people don't like you that used to be around you because they liked you when you were down. This is the reality. And I'm only being honest with you. And I'm going to keep telling the truth now because that is my um, calling. So what I'm saying is I'm, I'm going to start teaching about how to get a breakthrough in your life to Christians. If you're a non-Christian and, and you were listening, that's wonderful. You're very, very welcome. But I am targeting Christians who are in church and they are not healed. 
Why are you not healed? What's wrong? What's going wrong? Why are you not healed? You can have a, a breakthrough. It's what you need. But it comes in stages. It depends as well. It depends on many different things. It, it can depend on your age, where you are in your life. Are you young? Are you still at school? You could be young. You could be at school. You could be in your 20s. You could be in a difficult family. You could be in a dysfunctional family. You could have uh, parents with mental health issues, addictions, alcoholism, codependency, narcissism. You know, if you were growing up in a family like that, you are going to have problems when you get older because you haven't been nurtured. So we will also be looking at that. We didn't, we're in a fallen world. It's not God's fault that you grew up in a difficult family. And it's not God's fault. It's a fallen world. But he will bring you out of it and will heal you if you are willing. Are you willing? That's the question you always have to ask yourself. Am I willing? Do I want to get healed? And um, are you willing to take the time? It takes time and commitment. Are you willing? Always ask yourself, am I willing? Am I willing for the sacrifice? Am I willing for the backlash? Am I willing to be isolated, lonely? Because people will reject you when you get strong. What about your relationships today? Where are you at with that? Are you married? Are you divorced? Are you having problems in your relationships? Are you wanting to get married? Are you... Do you have a fear of rejection, a fear of abandonment? Is every relationship you're in causing you pain? That's not normal. That's not healthy. That's not God's way. Yet there's many of us who have lived that way. I have. I have had relationships that cause me pain. Eventually I just pray. I say, Jesus, I don't want a relationship that makes me feel miserable. I had to get healing so I wouldn't be attracting dysfunctional people into my life dysfunctional Christians even so what I'm always focusing on is you want to get a breakthrough because Jesus wants you to live an abundant life we see it in Jesus says in John 10 10 I have come that you would have life and have it abundantly and that is God's wish for you and me. And if we don't have that life, we are not able to give glory to God. And how can we witness? How can you be a witness? Oh yeah, Jesus is great, but I'm broke. I have no money. I'm depressed. I'm sick. I'm miserable. But you know what? Jesus is great. People are going to run a mile. They don't want Jesus if that's what happens. And if you're in that state right now, I'm really sorry. But I want you to know that that's not God's wish for you to stay like that. You're going to have a breakthrough. And also, I want you to remember as a Christian, Jesus is the one who suffered. Not so that we would be martyrs. He suffered so we would be free. This is the glory of the, of the Christian life. Think about it. 
He died on a cross to set you free so that you would be happy and free. Imagine that. Yeah, you will have troubles. Yes, there will be division. But that is because you will be walking with him. But you yourself will be personally free and healed. And because you were healed and living an abundant life in Christ, you will be able for the opposition when it comes. You won't have opposition when you're down and depressed and broke because people like you like that. Yes, in our world, people don't care when you're down. But, I, but when you are thriving, when you are living in victory, when you have healing, you can be sure those people will be out of your life because they cannot handle the real healed you. And that's, that is victory. That is overcoming. That is where God wants to take you. So what I want to say is I'm not going to tell you a whole lot today about myself, but I'll tell you a little bit so that um, you will have something to think about. In my 20s, everything that had caused me problems in my childhood started to arise, and I knew I had problems in my childhood, but I was a child, so I didn't know how to heal them, and I didn't know how to manage. So... We are very uh, resourceful as people. So as a child, anybody who is suffering in their childhood in a family or with caregivers that are not adequately meeting your needs, which is very, very common, I'm afraid, and the child has to adapt to the environment in order to survive. And this is the sad part where we lose our identity. We lose who we were created to be, this beautiful, joyful, happy person who everybody is meant to be with our own unique characteristics and our own unique gifts. But if we are not nurtured and encouraged and cared for, we cannot develop into that person. And that is the sad reality of most people. So, I molded myself in a way that would work in my environment and in my 20s when I had um, maybe freedom and I went, became a nurse and I went to England and uh, over there things started to arise because I was out of my environment, my country, my home and started to notice the problems. They started to arise. I started to feel anxious, started to feel insecure, started to feel depressed, not able to cope with life very well. And then, of course, you have the culture of partying culture, which only added to the problems um, until I had to start getting help. Now, I did pray to God at that time, but I wasn't actively going to any church, but I did ask God to help me, but I was not in any good community to support me. So little by little, I will go through it another time, I was brought on a journey with God, a long journey, uh, to be healed of that depression. And I had no depression now. That was taken away from me in my 20s. My late 20s disappeared from my life. Disappeared in the end, but I had to journey through it. Um, 
and it never returned and I never needed medication so I was totally delighted no anxiety now um, there was anxiety I will go through that another time when it's relevant um, had this um, but the deeper deeper issues came later because sometimes it's too painful for us to deal with the deeper stuff so very gra gradually God starts healing the outer symptoms until we get to the core problem which I finally got to and I would call for me the core problem for me was codependency and I have studied a lot on codependency and I would say that I'm almost recovered from that and um, uh, there is this theory in, in healing circles where people, like in the alcoholic 12-step meetings, people say that they are a recovering alcoholic, they are recovering addictions, recovering from codependency, whereas I, as a Christian, know and believe that God is healing me completely of codependency. It's not a label that will be there forever. Um, it's something that I have identified where my problem was and I didn't identify that till I got into my 40s and it was the greatest thing that ever I thank God for that it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me when somehow God got me into a place that showed me that this codependency um, was the huge debilitating problem that I had and I knew it was there and no one had told me about it and I was so sad that nobody had told me this earlier so now I'm really really adamant about teaching this to people codependency because that was my biggest problem and in my own innocence and wanting to be a good person I actually thought that what I was doing the codependent behavior I actually thought I was being a good person so I wasn't um, I didn't know I was coming from a place of lack I didn't know I was coming from a place of need I thought I was doing the right thing so there was no nothing malicious in it it's not like a narcissist. A narcissist is purely out to get what they want, get their needs met, what they want all the time. They're purely on the selfish end of the spectrum. The codependent is a little bit, yes, still trying to get their needs met in a more manipulative way, but it's also that we don't know about it. We don't even know we're manipulating. But a narcissist on the other end of the spectrum is actually a predator. So... Yes, they're both dysfunctional, and I'm not going to say that the narcissist, were, a narcissist comes from a broken background also, and so does the codependent. But the codependent suffers more because the codependent is devoured by the narciss narcissist. You know, they would be devoured. So um, this is why I want to help people with this area of codependency and to understand codependency and narcissism also. Um, and in the Christian circles, they don't like using these terms. But if you look around, the there's more healing going on outside the church than there is inside the church. And, that, and these are the people that will eventually come to Christ. And I believe that because when you get true healing, Christ is there. 
Christ would come into their lives quicker than these Christians who are pretending to have a God who does nothing and doesn't even heal them. God is not like that. The people who are going and they're not even saved yet are looking for the truth. And you have Christians sitting in the church and they're not even looking for the truth. The truth is that you will be free. So people outside the church are finding freedom and the people in the church are like in, still um, in prisoners, slaves. You may not sin, but in a way you could call it sin because you're not being honest. You're not being honest with yourself and you're not being honest with God. God is a healer. God wants you to heal. He wants you to be transformed and he wants you to grow spiritually. Are you growing spiritually? Is there a change in your life? Are your relationships getting better? Are you letting go of old toxic relationships? Now there's so much I can say about toxic. I don't like the word toxic and nobody likes us using the word toxic, but I will use it occasionally, but I'm going to break it down, what I mean by toxic as well. So this is what I'm going to be doing in the next um, sessions. Um, I want to really, really be honest about the healing journey. I know a lot about it. I've studied it a lot and I've been to many, many seminars, healing events, and I've studied it for years. So I think it's time for me to help you help people that's what i want to do and that's what i and my plan is from now on um i'm going to leave it at that today and i'm going to keep going with this if you have any questions please ask in the comments below i'm going to break it down week by week um and take different areas on how you can heal and if you suffer with codependency or any sort of feelings of um fear of rejection or fear of abandonment, things like that, I will certainly be covering those areas as well um, so that you would be built up to be a strong person and a strong Christian. Below I left a picture of myself, which I usually don't like putting pictures of myself, but I just felt led by God to put that picture of myself when I was in Malaysia, which was before um, COVID, and I had been traveling for over two years, and there's something about that picture that speaks to me, to me. So I'm not putting it up there for any other reason. I don't normally like putting pictures of myself up, but I know when I had took that picture, it is, I took it myself, I know when I took that picture, I was in a real place of gratitude. I was in a real place of healing. I felt so thankful to God at that point in my life. I'd gone away, I'd left home. I was in my 40s, I had been healed of um, this codependency. I knew, I knew I still had more work to do, but I still knew that I was free. I knew that um, seeking validation was um, very difficult and, and it, it's very traumatic to be in a place of seeking validation from others and so because you become a false you, you're not really yourself so it's quite false and seeking and needing something. So I learned that I didn't need to do that anymore and that I could just be me. And so in that photo, that is just me not performing, not smiling for the world, not 
pleasing the world, not being anything for the world, not giving to the world, just being. And that's what that photo represents to me. That's what I want to be. I don't have to be a puppet for the world. I can just be me. And that doesn't mean that I won't give, but that is the inner work. The inner work is you don't have to go around pleasing the world. What you want to do is find healing and please the Lord. And that's our calling. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm really looking forward to this new um, direction that I'm moving in. It's not new in my mind. It's just that it's the right time and I'm ready. And I will be uh, starting healing soon um, and life coaching and setting that up soon. I have moved to Portugal now again. It's my favorite place in Europe at the moment. So um, this is where I plan to um, get moving on my coaching again. And I hope to set that up online also so that it's available for people online, but also here in Portugal that I can reach out to English speakers or expat community or English speaking Portuguese or travelers. So um, I'm really, really looking forward to finally um, setting this up. And this is where I will be putting my energy um, from now on. So thank you for listening. And I hope you found this podcast helpful.